four score and New this morning, years. we're getting our first look inside the Welcome to First Hand, the podcast where we hear first-hand accounts of the most important moments in history from the people who lived them. I'm Devin Field. And I'm Greg Galan. And we're back. Back, baby. Back in the studio. How are you, Greg? I'm great. I'm, you know, last week I feel like I was kind of saying I was better than ever, and now I'm even better, Devin. What what makes you say that? Why the positive upswing? So, uh, as you know, last week I was, I was seeing a therapist, mm-hmm. and I was feeling very great. I was you also, were dating I was therapist. dating my therapist, mm-hmm. uh, and I've since gone to a psychiatrist who has prescribed me some great meds. So, so are you still seeing your therapist, or are you on to psychiatry? Now? It's been heavier stuff. It's been pointed out to me that is it's a little bit weird to date your therapist. I pointed that out to you. Yeah, and and a lot of people in the intervening weeks have pointed. Yeah, it out I don't feel you. like you heard it when I said it. Um, hmm. <laughs> I, I all I know is um, I've I'm done with that. I am. Dating my psychiatrist. Okay. Got a See, of, and little is, bit of good news, Devin. How is that good news? You're entering a different toxic relationship. I am, you know, I had a bad, last season, I had a lot of bad stuff going on for me, mm-hmm. right? And now you I- You still do. I've, I, I think I'm on the mend. Okay. I dated the ER nurse who put me back together after Not last season's idea, finale. I but, dated my therapist and now I'm seeing my psychiatrist, Dr. Hansen. Wow. And Dr. Hansen has you on medication? Mm-hmm. What, what kinds? She won't tell me. Okay. Um, I think it's some sort of experiment. Uh, um, and mm. I said, can I be the control group? And she said, no. Uh, so it's an experiment or, or I take a lot of different things. Okay. Um, you seem loopy. You seem out of it. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, I've been up for seven days. Okay, that's not helpful. That's how help- that Sleep is weakness, Devin. When you wow. go to bed every night, why, why do you go to bed? I'm very tired. Exactly. You know who's not tired? I don't. Me. Okay. Okay. So you're saying that sounds unhealthy Stop that I'm grabbing never my tired? Arm, please. Does that sound unhealthy, <laughs> no. Okay, Devin? it sounds healthy. Okay. All right. Should we get into this week's subject? Yeah, Greg? sure. We're talking about, of course, the great luminaries of our time. Geniuses. And who better than Steve Jobs? I'm surprised we didn't do him first. Me too. Yeah. Why, w- why wouldn't we? He's the know. king. Scheduling, I guess. <laughs> Probably a scheduling issue. Um, Greg, would you like to hear some background on Stephen Paul Jobs? That's Please. What, that's what I call him. I oh, know, yeah. I didn't know that that's... Yeah, well, it's his full name. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, good. yeah let's lay it on me. Well, sure. Let's hear a little. Stephen Paul Jobs, of course, an American business magnate, an entrepreneur and investor, the CEO and co-founder of Apple. Mm. Never heard of it? I have. Good. The chairman and majority shareholder of Pixar, a member of Walt Disney's board of directors before he passed, and the founder, chairman, and CEO of Next. Oh, what a great company that was. And that was where you would... You'd be on the bus. You were on a bus. You were on a date. You had to go, you know, impress the person off of the bus. I guess he came off with, came up with that idea for a show on MTV in the 90s. I didn't know how many pies he had his fingers in. (laughs) A lot. Is that Uh, the phrase? That's the phrase. All right. (laughs) He's widely recognized as a pioneer of of the microcomputer revolution of the 70s and 80s, along with Apple co-founder and high school buddy, Steve Wozniak. Mm. Woz. The Woz. 
Seth was, Rogen. <laughs> Seth Rogen, right? of course. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And Jobs is Michael Fassbender because he's just that handsome. Yeah. Again, once again, I feel like the, the people we covered, they didn't get handsome, cool enough actors to play them that's in the right. movies. <laughs> he was born in San Francisco in 1955, put up for adoption by mm. his birth family. Uh, he ended up attending Reed College in 1972 before dropping out, traveling through India and uh, seeking enlightenment, studying Zen Buddhism and dropping a tremendous amount of acid. Mm. A declassified FBI report states that he used marijuana and LSD while he was in college and once told a reporter that taking LSD was one of the two or three most important things he had done in his life, which I'm sure his kids loved hearing. Oh, uh, yeah, you love to hear it. <laughs> That's very kind. Um, and of course, then he went on, he lived uh, on a commune for a period of time, continuing to explore uh, his own mind until Jobs and Wozniak co-founded Apple in 1976 to sell the Apple One personal computer designed by Wozniak. The duo gained fame and within a year, they, uh, they had the Apple II, one of the first highly successful mass-produced personal computers. He had some missteps later with the Apple Lisa in 1983, but then broke through again with the Macintosh in 84 the first mass-produced computer with a graphical user interface. Can you believe it? I mean, I, I remember saying, I need a graphical user interface. Of course. I don't think this is going to work for me unless I get a G no. GUI. And Jobs was forced out of Apple in 1985 after a power struggle. Uh, but then that's what led to him founding the company Next. He also uh, developed some visual effects uh, technology that... Uh, funded the graph computer graphics division of Lucasfilm for mm. George Lucas in 1986. Disney, Pixar, and Lucasfilm. That's right. That's wild. The the trio. Uh, the the Pixar was produced the first, of course, 3D animated feature film of Toy Story mm. in 1995. And uh, Apple merged with Next in '97. He became CEO of his former company within a few months. Months. He was helped revive Apple, brought it back. Uh, from the verge of bankruptcy and worked closely with some designers to um, develop all sorts of amazing breakthrough products of iMac, iTunes, the iTunes store, the Apple store, iPod, iPhone, the App Store, and the iPad. And that U2 album. Yeah, he gave us all that U2 album. Mm -hmm. And he was diagnosed with a pancreatic tumor in 2003. Mm -hmm. And for nine months, he refused to undergo surgery, uh, instead pursuing uh, a vegan diet, acupuncture, herbal remedies, and other treatments he found online. Also consulting with a psychic. Uh, and eventually uh, he passed away at the age of 56 wow. in 2011. So the vegan diet worked and then yeah, something else? What got him? <laughs> it's hard to say. It's hard to know for sure. Uh, maybe just too much good. Mm, uh, too much of a good Too thing. much good stuff. Yeah. The, the AMPM disease. <laughs> Uh, now, Greg, uh, how how did you Doctor Tongus? <laughs> how did you know Steve? I well, I didn't know Steve. Um, oh, okay. Yep. Should we move, move on? <laughs> no, uh, I didn't know Steve personally mm -hmm. in the in the early days, but we kind of crossed paths. Um, so we all know the garage. Everyone knows about the garage, famous right? garage where he and Wozniak designed some of their first products. So this is in Los Altos, California, you know, in the seventies. And, uh, I was out there again, you and me. Yep. We were there. Um, I was, so I was, I had fallen on a little bit of hard times, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Um, I had bet 
Uh, I had I had bet all my money. You remember the '72 Dolphins famously won every game? Of course, boy. I I hated those guys, okay. and I thought every week I thought this is going to run out, and oh, I wow. bet against them every single week. Doesn't seem smart. And so I was struggling, and I was um, I mean I was on the wrong side of the law. I gotta say, Devin, okay. I was. Um, I don't mind telling you, I was doing some B and E's. Breaking and entering. Some breaking and entering. And um, wow. I, along with many other houses in that neighborhood, I robbed the garage. Are you kidding me? I broke in and robbed the garage. That's insane. Yeah. What? Um, I mean, you must have made off with a fortune in early computing technology. I mean, the most cutting edge, the entire revolution technologically of the world was in that garage. Yeah, I guess that's kind of what stings me is um, I didn't know what any of that shit was <laughs> and I kind of passed on a lot of that. Okay. But I didn't I didn't come away empty-handed. I'm not an idiot. What did you get? I got a beautiful state. I mean, arguably as revolutionary. Um, I have a feeling we're about to argue about that. <laughs> Arguably as revolutionary piece of technology, it's a beautiful Toro lawnmower with the, okay. yeah, it was one of the first lawnmowers to have the little butt, the little sort of rubber nipple thing that you press in. I don't even know what that is. To prime it. <laughs> okay. So you do, you're not talking about a, like a pull cord. You yeah. Like tear okay. your rotator cuff trying to mow your lawn. <laughs> All it's right. just a little button that you press. Great. And how much was that worth, do you think? I don't know, Devin. I never sold it. it you never priceless. even sold it? You still have it? I still have that lawnmower. Well, I'm thinking, you know, all now of the, that could be worth something. All his Steve other Jobs stuff. Lawnmower. Yeah. All, well, it was Waz's. Okay. And it's and unfortunately, it has big Sharpie written across the top. It says Wozniak. Ugh. It says Steve, I, do not well, touch. It could still be worth something. I don't know. Steve Jobs was not allowed to touch the yeah, lawnmower. Yeah, it's weird. You, you would think you'd see that on like food in the fridge or something, mm -hmm. but I, I never put it together. I was like, so was Steve like mowing their lawn when Wozniak didn't want him to? I never understood that. He's a free spirit. Uh, um, I mean, the guy didn't wear shoes. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was crazy. And I thought, I so yeah, I, I saw him in the neighborhood. He's a freaking free spirit hippie. I'm like, what's all this crap? It's not going to be worth anything. Yeah. Well, you were very wrong. So I got the lawnmower though. Okay. That doesn't turn the dial for you? No. I got plenty more stuff okay. I got. I got baseball cards. Ugh, valuable ones? No. Okay. But even you it wasn't was quality, it was quantity. Dude. How many? Almost a million. <laughs> and they were all and they, you know, in those little it's books with like nine sheets. Yeah, it took me a long time to get in and out of there. Almost a million unvaluable baseball cards? Yeah. Well, they were all the exact same cards. So <laughs> tops in nineteen seventy uh nineteen seventy accidentally printed. <laughs> A million of the same baseball card. And who was it? It was Joe Torrey. I see. Who wasn't, you know, like a legit MVP level catcher. Yeah, so. Um, but, you know, they were just, there were just so many of them. Yeah. Uh, that it was not worth, not worth much. But gotcha. I thought, what if I got them all? Because, you know, they say like a complete set <laughs> is worth something. I've heard that said. So, it turns out it's not. <laughs> okay. Um, and I, so I've also never sold that. Great. So. It seems like a bust. Yeah. All right. All right. It was a little bit of a fucking bust. Yeah, okay? a little bit. I'm pissed. I could have had the first computer. First yes. personal computer. And you blew it. And instead I got was a bunch of 
expired baby back ribs from the deep freeze. <laughs> That's strange. Why didn't they have that? I They had a deep freeze back then. But it was permafrost. <laughs> yeah, and by the time I got the stuff home, it was all shot. Wow. Because I pulled that out first, <laughs> and then I made all the trips back and forth. For the you were not good at breaking and entering. No, that's why I gave it up. Okay, well, good. All right? Fuck. <laughs> You're lucky I'm so fucking healthy now, or I'd be mad about this. You're really not. You're shaking. No, you're, then how? It looks like you're shaking. Yeah. Well, I think that's a so everything's in perspective, perspective here. Well, how did you know Steve Jobs? Okay, well, as you know, um, I worked at the Gap in Cupertino of uh, from kind of mid '80s into the '90s. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, one day Steve uh, was uh, dumpster diving out behind the mall. Uh, mm -hmm. I worked at. Uh, and I was going to throw away some old um, turtlenecks mm. that uh, had been overstocked. And, you know, Gap standard policy, if we have anything overstocked for several days, we throw it away. Yeah. And, and they said, keep it away from homeless people. Yeah. I would often shoo people away going, mm. no, you cannot have these chinos. And I was about to do the same to this haggard man I found. Sure. The dumpster. I was going, you are not getting these turtlenecks. And then... He stood up and he looked at me and I knew a little bit about the computer world and I saw that this was Steve Jobs. Wow. Looking at me with these piercing blue eyes mm. that I think he had. And and that were just failed by Michael Fassbender. Right. Couldn't capture his handsome essence. No. So he takes one of the turtlenecks in his hands and he just starts weeping. He's just crying. Oh. He's just going, this is so beautiful. Just like that. It's the most beautiful shirt I've ever seen. It's pathetic. <laughs> it's pathetic in a lot of ways. But I sensed an opportunity and I said, I can get you more. Wow. And that was how I became kind of his turtleneck supplier. I would shoplift from the store and I would meet him out back for years, giving him new turtlenecks. And he went through them at a clip. I mean, he was really... Was he one and done? One almost? and done. <laughs> really? He had kind of a... Didn't wash them. No. He had, you know, one of those closets that was just 25 turtlenecks hanging up. Sure. You know, and he like just a, burned through those. A Homer Simpson style. A Homer Simpson, yeah. Like a yeah. cartoon character. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, he would call me desperate in the middle of the night sometimes, going, I need, I need another one. Really? I got a big shoot tomorrow. I got the keynote tomorrow. I need a fresh one. And for a while, I stopped working at the Gap. I was fired uh, because for what? Of, um, um, constant theft, and I was uh, drunk, at, drunk on the job uh, all the time, all the time. And uh, and so I told him, I can't, I don't have any more for you. I can't do this anymore, Steve. Oh, you cut him off. I cut him off. Uh, How'd that go well? No. Um, he was, he ended up, um, buying my home out from under me and oh. evicting me oh. uh, through a process I don't understand. He, yeah, he was good at that kind of stuff. But I gave him some beautiful shirts for a beautiful period of time and I'll never forget those moments we shared by that dumpster of just him sobbing into a turtleneck going, thank you so much. So he would always come to the dumpster? Yes. You never like worked out a situation I feel like after a while, why couldn't you just buy the turtlenecks and then sell them to him for a little more? I never thought of that. Really? <laughs> it's 
it's hey, really frustrating. you know what? You and I both have Fuck. some egg on our face on this. Well, I feel like we both missed opportunities. Let's take a break and figure out where we went wrong. Fuck. And when we come back, we'll have some guests who can help us sort all this out. Yeah. Fuck. And we're back. We're back. We're back. We're talking Steve Jobs. and um, We're talking missed opportunities. Yes. Me and the old dev. Certainly. Yeah. And we've got a few other people who knew Steve Jobs at different crucial points in his life. Mm-hmm. And our first guest here is someone who knew him at a very exploratory phase of Steve Jobs' young life. And this is someone who uh, I was only given one name. Uh, but I believe this is someone who li- lived with Steve Jobs oh, wow. for a period of time in the 70s. Maybe uh, I stole this person's lawnmower. <laughs> please welcome Doria. Hi. Hello, Doria. Thanks for having me. Thank hey, you Doria. so much for being here. It's a pleasure. Now tell us a little bit about how you knew Steve Jobs and, and when, maybe when you met him first. I first met Steve, uh, well, a little bit of setup. Please. I, I uh, am one of the founding members of the All One Farm wow. in Oregon. Yeah. And Wonderful. Steve came to us uh, shortly after he returned from India. That's right. Um, and he was, you know, like so many people that arrived on our commune, you know, he's dressed in the dashiki okay. and he's, you know, he's <laughs> barefoot. He's expanded his mind, right? And we were ready to turn him away because we, frankly, really? we couldn't hold any more people. You know, we, we, you were, guys were, at we were at capacity. Wow. Right. Is that um, a fire marshal thing? Or? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, we had to be to code in order to grow all the marijuana we were yeah, producing. Yeah, makes sense. We didn't want any trouble there. Of course. So he showed up and I said, I'll handle this, you know, and I sort of, I shuffled down the gravel driveway to, 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 to scoot him along to one of the other communes. Mm-hmm. And this man within the span of 10 seconds completely revolutionized the way that I see life oh and the God. universe. I mean, he, wow. when you hear that Steve Jobs was a visionary, I'm telling you, he, he, pierced through my eyes with, with those, his gaze with those blue eyes that I think that he might have had they were it, I it was not a color that we've seen on our scale it's not if you had a, a 164 pack of crayons you couldn't point to this color and that's Whoa. that's the truth that's insane he pierced into my eyes with his gaze okay and psychically communicated to me a, a sort of psychic threat a threat. Yes. Whoa. It was not pleasant. It wasn't really? gentle. Okay. It wasn't kind. But for someone to have the the balls to do that in this setting mm-hmm. where everybody else goes the opposite way. They want to say, oh, I'm peaceful. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. loving. Oh, all for sure. one. I'll, I'll be a part of you. He went the other way. And I said, this guy knows something. And we let him in. You let him in. We let him in. And so all these other flower children are dancing around, eating their granola, but Steve is some kind of intense, almost villainous, sinister force. It, there was something in him that, yes, it, it did ring of a supervillain. Wow. Um, he he had demands. No one had ever had demands. What were his demands? On the First of all, he demanded that he have his own dwelling. And we all lived in shared yurts and domes and things. Hmm. Um, and he demanded that we build it for him. <laughs> And and gave us a timeline, oh. which was unheard of. You know, we and he didn't want to have anything to do with the construction. No, of this. it was just hey, no, build he, me something that's like this. That's right. Wow. And we so we did. 
you know, and we finished it by the end of the weekend as demanded wow. by sundown on the third day. And he took one look at the, and it was a gorgeous structure. We used all the geodesic oh, plans of Buckminster Fuller. It was completely unreal. Yes. It he was a hard been. thing to build in three days. And was he just getting people to work on this just by locking in with each of them as he did with you of kind of mind controlling? That was the initial hook. And then he would say words. He would say, you know, by the third day. Sundown on the third day, or else, and you don't want to see what I'm capable of. Those oh, sorts God. of sound bites, you know. Wow. He must have been so grateful you guys built that awesome house. For he him. took a flamethrower to it. Come on. He took Steve. a flamethrower. He reached into his little satchel that uh, previous to this, I had only seen him pull a meditation pillow out of. Interesting. Oh. And he pulled out a flamethrower. <laughs> and he, it's funny, flamethrowers don't cock, you know, but no. he made the sound <laughs> like he went and mimed like he was cocking it locked eyes with us so he wasn't looking at what he was flaming and we thought oh my, my god. god this guy is a visionary wow. Wow. It's, he, it's, it's interesting that your perception of him is as a visionary when it sounds like he is really doing harm detrimental harm you to could your, see it that way okay you could see do. it that way and, yeah. Yeah. but i'll tell you something please he in that moment gave me personally a gift which is i as as open and and expansive as i thought my mind and heart were i didn't realize how locked into the norms and the status quo i was he gave me a timeline i achieved that timeline and then he destroyed it as if to wow. say why did you have to do that why did you follow this pattern that someone else set out for yeah. you it seems like you follow that pattern because he was threatening violence that's true right. yeah. yeah right that's like true he was maybe gonna kill you with that flamethrower or something yeah. right right well and here's where it gets really interesting because we it's can... already interesting <laughs> okay I great say, yeah. no, I, I could use a little more to oh, hook okay me a little that's well, not hooked yeah <laughs> we can round table about why this or why that we will never figure him out mm. and he that's what makes him so visionary so um you know, week two on the commune, we still hadn't, he destroyed three dwellings at this point. <laughs> he wow. just kind of added on to some other destruction. Yeah. In addition to his own dwelling. Wow. That's right. He took, he found, a, he went to, he raided a commune down the street oh and they God. actually had a, um, a excavator with a, you know, oh, a, like a big, a big shovel. Yeah. 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 And he came roaring down the street two miles an hour. We saw him coming, we sure. could have had enough time to, I don't know, make a circle of people around the dwelling and protect it. But, he, you know, we just thought, oh, what's Steve up to? He's got an idea. Huh. He, you know, he backhoed the whole community down. Wow. The Level does the whole commune. The marijuana crops, too? Yes. Wow. Yes. But again, in the destruction lies the gift, and right? What, and that's what this phoenix tattoo symbolizes. Okay. Uh, and we're seeing a, a quite large phoenix tattoo. That's right. And it's sort of, how would you describe the placement? Kind of all over your entire leg and lower back? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's and, rising from my leg to my lower back. And, <laughs> 
And did he? You got the tattoo at his request, or I, I'm I got not the, tracking tattoo the tattoo years later uh-huh. to uh, at the suggestion of my therapist when I, I had several nervous breakdowns back to back. I lost everything. You got to see a psychiatrist. Uh, it's so much better. Well, uh, both might be bad, but your therapist recommended you get a uh, Phoenix tattoo. She recommended some constructive narrative reframing um, to look at this as a positive because I'm telling you, you know, we went bankrupt. Our relationships were destroyed. One of our children was killed. (laughs) It was, it was. Let's, let's, let's let's parcel these out a little bit. Bankrupt. We went bankrupt. Our, our cash crop was destroyed and um, all of our farmer's market jellies no. Yeah. Well, I he and, turned them into napalm, and I didn't know you could do that. He was good. He was <laughs> a visionary. I'm wow. telling you, the things he could make out of soaps and beeswax and incredible. Yeah, sounds like explosives. So he was making yeah. some type of explosives. Mostly out for of. the most part. Yeah. Wow, almost a Tyler Durden level visionary yeah. here. He That's visionary. And and, uh, and then I guess we should cover it. He killed a kid or something. He killed a kid. Um, right. He took a machete to his throat. And said, "Horrendous! If you do not meet my demands, wow, more demands. That's right. The kid gets it. Whoa. Well, he we said okay, okay, but he never gave us any demands. Uh, <laughs> so, so just just sort of a general do what I say, but that's you right. didn't have a clear directive. We're, exactly. So it was chaos, you know, because mm-hmm. some people were crying, but we were all nodding. Yes, yes. What uh, do you want? What do you, you want? Need, what, whatever you want. That's right. And it wound up being like a trick question, right? Because what he wanted was the kid's head to be made into a wind chime <laughs> for the dwelling that still didn't exist yet. It was very confusing, but. That's what Steve had the power to do. Mm-hmm. He could visualize the decor of a dwelling that didn't even exist. Wow. Unreal. He could make the leap into the future and see things that weren't there. And I'm having a, such a hard time finding the positive in any of this, but I think we should try. Uh, it, did it fundamentally uh, change all of you for the better? I mean, did those of you who survived leave with a better outlook on life? I think that is better is one of those malleable words. You know, it depends on where you at, where you're at on the day. Are, are we better objectively, financially, emotionally, and materially? A hundred percent. Absolutely not. Okay. So what's left? Well, in the way that I am able to now talk myself into getting out of bed, I am better. And how long does that take, would you say? Oh, t- t- several dozens of minutes. It, mm. <laughs> Can't go to bed. Yeah, okay. Can't go to bed. Right. Well, of course, errand. Greg has his thoughts about going to sleep. and <laughs> Oh, that's frowned upon in his world i don't i don't want to project that on you though. yeah it's so, so it sounds like like what what are you what are you up to now doria you know um i are you familiar with venice beach i of am course. yeah hey, yeah. i have a small business on venice beach do you really on the beach that's wow. right mm-hmm. i um cut out pictures from magazines 
and put them in collages and um, I sit on the sidewalk and sell them sell with a, a little bit of poetry. I personalize wow. a poem on them. Oh, wow. And is it, do you think your art is influenced by the lingering effects of knowing Steve? It must be. It has to it be. It must be. It has to be or else what was the point? You, exactly. Let's take a look. I mean, do you have any of these collages? Yeah, sure. Let's sure. take yeah. a look at one of these collages here. Oh, it's very wet. <laughs> That's right. It's, the Mod Podge hasn't dried yet. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. But that's going to gloss over and sure, turn into yeah. a nice sheet. Sorry, my hands stuck No, no, no. It's, well, and, I'm um, just at first glance going to say this seems very influenced by your time with Steve. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm, well, first well, of all, lots of pictures of Steve. Yeah. That's right. It's mostly it's mostly pictures of him, which he left. Uh, when he left the commune, he left us boxes and boxes of pictures of him. Hmm. And, and he how- said, never forget. <laughs> And and how did he leave? I mean, what was the parting? A helicopter like? lowered unexpectedly, and he oh pulled God. out of his satchel. He got pulled the meditation pillow, some sage, and a grappling hook, and he threw it up in the air. Wow! And oh wow! And I think it was his friend Steve Wozniak was piloting was the. the- <laughs> Helicopter. Helicopter, and they flew away. Incredible. We were crying. It was a sad moment. Wow. How? I mean, how long after the kid dying was that? Oh, years. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. okay. Wow. He, he was a part of our fabric, mm-hmm. and we, you know, our paradigm shifted when he left. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what this symbolizes on the collage. You'll notice, because between the pictures of him, there's some different schedules from different pages of TV guides. And you'll notice these are all from weekend programming. And then this, it turns into days of the week. And that's the real shift. That's the paradigm shift. That's right. Wow. Okay. So the the, the fundamental paradigm shift was basically just ascribing to a calendar, a traditional calendar. Um, it well, we had to get back to basics Uh and we all had to get nine to fives after that. Did you really? Wow. And so your nine to five is selling collages in Venice beach. It is. Come by and see me sometime. I will. (laughs) Do you take a lunch? Every day, or oh, I wish I could. Uh, <laughs> My uh, boss is a taskmaster. Yes. Me, oh, <laughs> I, I do oh, need to stay on the to clock herself. so I can yeah, make my, my money wow. to buy my my daily bagel. Uh, and um, uh, are, are you haunted by any of this? Do you have any negative after effects? Any none at all. No. None at why, all. Why would you? I see the gifts. <laughs> I feel lucky to have been touched by genius, wow. which few people are. Wow, that's true, that's, and that's. So great, because I feel like that's what we want to explore this season. Yeah, is I don't want to hear any fucking bullshit about this guy was a brutal taskmaster. Master, this guy was uh, you know rude to rude and dismissive of his own daughter. You know who Mm -hmm. he barely acknowledged Mm -hmm. uh, for the early years of her life. I don't want to hear that fucking shit. The point is, he's rich and white, (laughs) and he did big. Things and you got to give him the benefit. And he of changed the doubt. Doria's life. He changed Doria's. He burned life. her fucking house down. And yeah. It, it, thank God. Wow. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank Doria. you for I mean, having me. Unreal. We, I mean, we're going to keep you here and talk to you more about it, but we want to bring in our other guest who uh, seems uh, ready to speak. Yeah. And this is a man who knew Steve in his later period of life, and I hope I'm getting this right. His name is Bernardo the Vision Frankwater. Hello, Bernardo. Good evening. Thank you for having me. Oh, good thank evening, you. Thank, Steve. You, Steve. thank you for having me here. It's good, good to evening. be here. Um, tell us a little bit about how you knew Steve, Bernardo, and who the fuck you are. 
Well, I can tell you who the fuck I am, uh, but I must first tell you who the fuck my family is. Oh. oh. I was 14 years old when I realized I have the vision. In my business, the vision means that you realize the moment that you can see the future. You I must first, I should have introduced what I do. I am a psychic. Oh, wow. You can see the future. Wow. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> oh, it's a curse. Sometimes. Sometimes it's a gift and sometimes it's a curse. Oh. When I met Steve Jobs, I was... I couldn't be more poor. Nobody, <laughs> I think I was the most poor person that has ever lived. <laughs> Interesting. If I found an, a nail file on the floor, I would have ate it. That's a hunger. You would what? Eat it. I would eat oh, a nail wow. file. I would eat anything Bernardo. that has any type of organic matter that could potentially be broken down in my book. You think a nail file could break down in your digestive tract? Well, I found out the wrong way, <laughs> the bad way. No, it cannot. No, it cannot. Oh, yeah. he, here's the thing. So that wasn't just a hypothetical. You ate a nail file. I, my friend, I ate a lot of things. But what I, <laughs> what I had never eaten before mm -hmm. was humble pie, which is what, which is what Mr. Steve Jobs fed me when we first he met. He fed you humble pie. And, and what on earth do you mean? So um, one day I was begging in the street the way I would always do. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Suddenly, in my mind's eye, I saw a vision of a man walking towards me. A man that perhaps someday would be known as a genius. Mm. Wow. Turns out he was already known as a genius because <laughs> this was back in like 2000. Yeah, like 2010, 2011 ish. Yeah, this yeah. is when he was, you know. <laughs> uh, so um, I saw him and uh, uh, he looked frail. Mm. I said, My friend, are you okay? He said, No, I am not okay and I'm searching for answers. I said, my friend, I have the vision. If you like to have it, I will give it to you. But for a hot dog, <laughs> oh, <laughs> or something, something to you know, <laughs> nourish my body because I was getting very, very ill. Nothing wow. more nourishing than a hot dog. Well, it's very compact. You know, it's beef, uh, it's protein. Yeah, did, it's explain to us what a hot dog is, if you could. <laughs> okay, well, it's it's um, it's like sausage, but it's not a sausage. Everyone knows it's not sausage. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Because not sausage, Dad. No, I'm sorry, that's why I'm asking. I because want to I'm from the Czech Republic, and we have some of the best sausages in the world. Oh, that's where you're from. That's yes. where you're from. <laughs> yes. What did you think? Well, with the name don't, like don't Bernardo, it's tough because Bernardo seems I don't know Italian. Frank, Frank Water seems <laughs> Jamaican. <laughs> no, no, it's what Jamaican? No, no, certainly not Jamaican. Uh, it's uh, it, Frank. It's it's actually uh, pr pronounced Frank Wasser. Oh, uh, I'm so sorry. No, don't be sorry. I'm okay. the one that misspelled it. And is that a name that you took on for your love of hot dogs? Like Frank? Frank water. Do you uh, boil hot dogs? <laughs> yes, yes. Put Franks in warm water until they sort of melt, mm. and then you drink it up. I, oh. my original name... <laughs> Doria, <my> original... <laughs> Doria is vomiting in her mouth. She's upset seems. by your I mean, No, I mean, well... I assume Doria's on a vegan diet. And yes, do you have a vomit bucket? We yeah. do have yeah. a vomit bucket. Oh, it's full. It's full. <laughs> from I have one in the floor. car. I, I couldn't get the one in my Well, car. we'll get it at the yeah. break or something. So um, I, when, we, when we met, and uh, then I realized, I saw the vision, I said, my friend, you are not well. And he said, no, I'm not. And I said, is there anything I can do to help you? Because there's one thing my father taught me, that when you have the vision, the gift, and also the curse, you have to be you have to be at the service of others. Mm. So I hear I saw this ill man, mm. and but I thought I have to be at his service. So, I said, so you were the psychic that Steve Jobs consulted with when he was choosing not to undergo traditional Western cancer treatments. Yes. Wow. Yes. 
It was. And what kind of work did you guys do to combat this disease that ultimately killed him pretty quickly? Well, first, I said, can I move in with you? <laughs> <laughs> and is that a normal part of the process? No, it, it is when you're broke as shit. Yeah. You know, it hey, is when man. you're on I hear the street, that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> exactly. dude. You know, this guy knows. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I was working at the Gap. I don't know. I was, I was hurting for hey, a while. Yeah, I was, man, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, it, I've, you know as, as, as I, I suffered the plight of what many immigrants suffer, the, you know, spending so many so much resources and time and money to come to this country that when I finally came here I didn't have enough to be able to live in the standards and I came to LA of course you know I've all places it's most expensive you know it's expensive it's very expensive so oh, the rent these days <laughs> well every yeah. time I look hey uh, Bernardo can you use your psychic powers to tell me if I'm ever going to be able to own a home in this town yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no you okay. will never own one oh. holy shit yeah, yeah I'm fast. sorry to tell you that it's fucking bleak I'm sorry to, no, yeah. you will never own one because by the because by the time you're 40 uh, you will claim bankruptcy your what? credit will be so low that you will never be able to uh, uh, get a loan I'm so oh, sorry oh my god oh damn yeah, don't you know what they say? Don't ask the question to something you don't want the answer to. Ah. Bernardo, <laughs> it's a delicious. Sitting on a beautiful, beautiful voice. Yeah, Dev's working on an EP. I'm right working now. on an EP because, as we know, I'm going for the MacArthur Genius Granted Music. Oh and, boy, this is uh, awkward. Working on an EP, so maybe we'll lay a track. <laughs> this is down awkward. Later. I can tell you that you're not going to get it. Holy <laughs> oh, way! Wow. Yes. No. Well, that's that's fucking bunk. I mean, I'm definitely. Wow. Gonna get it. No, so, no, no, I think that storyline's wrapped up. I think that's a wrap on that storyline. No, it's going to carry me through the rest of the season. Don't assault the messenger. You know, yeah. I'm, just, I'm, um, I'm going to assault you. Uh, but um, so, but I was to finish your question. Uh, yes, please. I you then and agreed Steve. to help. I agreed to help him. And you were living in his house. I was living in his house. Walk me through one of your sessions together. Well, I would. Um, we'd go into a room that was dark and cool mm. because the spirits like it that way. Oh. And I would, I would touch his body. I would touch his pancreas. The area where his pancreas is. <laughs> the area outside the body with his pancreas. You know, I didn't put my hand inside his body. I'm a psychic, I'm okay, not a surgeon. Okay, I don't put okay. my hand in the no body. No one like, said okay, you put no one your hand inside his body. Okay? That no just sounds silly. No, but I put okay. my hand. I put no. I put my hand in the body. Calm down. Okay. okay. <laughs> anyway, so um, I put my hand on and say, "Spirits, spirits, if you can hear me, use your healing energy to heal this man. He is not perfect, but none of us are. But he has done important things in this world that will only continue to serve and benefit others. Technology." can be neg negative, but it can also be a positive. I kept repeating that, repeating that, repeating that, <laughs> repeating that, <laughs> repeating that. And we did that every day, several times a day. And did you notice any effect? Not whatsoever. <laughs> it wasn't working at all. Here's the thing. I'm not, Why I'm, not? I'm not? I'm not a charlatan. I told him, listen, I can tell you what I see, and I have access to these spirits, yeah? But I cannot control if the spirits decide to do something about it. You cannot control the spirits like that. You can only ask them. So I asked them, help this guy out and do something with the tumor. <laughs> but this guy said, no, I don't, I, I don't want to. That's oh. a one spirit. The spirit's like, no, I don't want to do that. So there was one... <laughs> There was, hold on. There was one specific spirit so who no, could have made the difference, and, and this spirit elected to pass. This spirit was the spirit of one of the predominant doctors of oncology when wow. he was alive Are in the Are you kidding 80s. me? Yeah. I said, do something, please, dude, for this guy. You know, he's bringing me to his house. You know, he's sick. He said, no, man, fuck that. <laughs> he said, fuck that, bro. 
I got no cavalier. time. He said, "Not." He goes, "I got no time, and I won't do it I for no time." Got no time. What is he doing with his time? He's a spirit. I think he was using it as an excuse. Wow. And I think he didn't want to do it. So then I talked to another spirit. And who I was- said, "Spirit, I'm at my wit's end with this guy. <laughs> this guy got tumor. Somebody got to help this guy." This guy, he says, okay, let me think, let me think. Comes back next day, says, no, fuck that, man. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so a second spirit took a day to think and then came back and was like, no, nah, I got nothing. Yeah, that's why I said, you know, I appreciate the time because I was like, at least you thought about it. <laughs> you know, the last spirit, you know, let's just say, quote unquote, shut the door in our face immediately. And so the previous spirit was a doctor of oncology. What was this spirit? This guy was a plumber. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, so. that, you can see that's, you know, I was desperate. The thing, again... The spirits have to want to help. They have they to. Ha- you they cannot control to. you. It's so important. You cannot control them. No, I'm sorry. Uh, excuse me. They can control you, but you cannot control them. And so, I guess I have to ask, did you know that Steve Jobs was going to die? Yeah. What did you, when you first met him and used the vision, what did you see? Because you seem to be so sure that I'm going to go bankrupt. Second <laughs> like, I saw him, I was like, okay, dead man walking. There's no oh. point to any of it. This guy might as well jump in front of a car right now. But, but you could. he wasn't ready to go. Oh. And I had to help him. Remember, I told you my father a long time ago, I said, use the vision to be an assistance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? At the moment, I needed something too. So there was reciprocity there. Right. You, know? you needed a home. And I needed a home. Food. And I needed food. Money. Just basic medicine. Basic, basic medicine, which you have. Advil. You know, I oh. was constantly having headaches. <laughs> from eating nail files. From eating nail files. Yeah. Hot dogs. Hot dogs, man, you know, it's crazy. I found that hot dogs and red wine, there's a substance in them that can give you headaches consistently. <laughs> so somebody, somebody said, say, hey, my friend, maybe you have migraine. Whoa, oh, this is a bombshell on the podcast. Why, why? You're going to poke a hole in the hot dog and red wine diet? Yeah, I don't know, So man. many people subscribe to by saying there's a problem with it? I got well, off news of flash, keto and onto that. You really? You yeah. got off keto? I got off that? keto yeah. and onto red wine and hot dogs. <laughs> well, uh, news flash, everybody, it's... It's bad news. Wow. Yeah? Newsflash, it's bad news. Well, look into Devin's future and see if the hot dog and red wine diet will affect him. I don't, Sorry, I don't mean I don't, to just be bossing the vision around. Let me see. No, no. I, again, the vision is at your service. Okay. I, you know, I... You know what? I, Let's do a quick round okay. and have the vision look at the future for all three of us. Yeah. Here. Okay, great. but remember, great. if you want the vision, you have to be able to take the truth. I can fucking take it, okay? Okay. Do Devin. I told you, you're you're dead meat, man. Once you're after 40, you're going to claim bankruptcy. Okay. And then at 45, you're going to get married. At 46, you're going to get divorced. Um, She's going to leave you because like, this guy, I can't stand this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This seems a brutal 180. It's Life is brutal. Okay. I told you, my friend, if you yeah. don't want truth, don't get vision. This is yeah? why it's the curse. It's, okay. a, it's a curse. I, you, exactly. Yeah. I don't, you think I like going around telling people bad news? The problem is most of the time, I have bad news for people. Well, do Greg. Give can Greg you, some yeah, bad Can you news. please look, uh, the vision, can you please look into my future mm-hmm. and see how things are going to end up for my friend, Devin? Okay. okay. This is not. He's, he's toast, man. Oh, oh no. He's toast. This is, what but is let me going tell you something on? about you, man. Thank you. I know you found a new love. I can see it in my vision as you yeah. found a new love, which is nice. Wow. But your new love, she's going to lose her license. Oh. Uh, lose her license? Yeah. You, she, what she's she going to she's she's like, get another DUI? No. Well, not because of that. <laughs> well, no. She, oh, she get another DUI. Oh, my God. Let me see if there's another. She has 17 DUIs. Yeah. I don't know how she's not in Your jail. psychiatrist has 17 DUIs. Mm-hmm. But a psychiatrist should not date 
the patient. I, I agree. think that's a, you could use the license. You're thinking of a therapist, actually. No, a psychiatrist is actually is board certified. A therapist isn't. So it's a bigger thing. Do See? You know what I'm saying? Are you hearing this, Greg? I, I've read a few books, okay? I'm not just, wow. I don't just have a vision. I have uh, yeah, more than a vision. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, do, do Doria. Oh, do me. Do Doria. Doria. What's going to happen to Devin? No. my God. This is not. Well, first things first, this guy Devin is fucking toast. I'm going to tell you one more time. I don't know time. what that means. He's like a bagel that she's fucking fried. Okay? What? This guy's toastier than a fried bagel. You, Doria, I, I, you're a vision I see you. Doria, I see a very good future for you. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Because you're kind and you're open. And anything oh. negative that's happened in your life, you've taken and made a positive. Wow. Right now, you're probably as dear fucking broke as I was at that time. But look what you're doing. You're serving others. You're creating mm -hmm. art, creating poetry. Yes. I see you getting... Uh, let me see. I see you oh being around asbestos. Getting mislothemia, getting that horrible lung cancer. What? Then you win a settlement for $3 billion. Oh my At the same God. time, they find a cure for that. Then you live the rest of your life, $3 billion, and you're happy forever. You find oh. love, and you travel the world, and, and you spread your money around. $3 and billion. I could buy so many magazines with that. You can buy <laughs> magazine, so many magazine Poster companies. Boards. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. I'm Thank so happy you for so you. much. What the Where fuck do I... is happening? Wait, what do you want from me? Hey, I told you, you want the vision, you gotta take the truth. Yeah. You had to take a hard truth. Now Dory is taking a hard truth about her future. <laughs> is too. this asbestos uh, hanging out here? Of the nah, uh, oh, no. What is our soundproofing made out of? Is that asbestos? <laughs> is it really asbestos? You know, it's. Like... Well, are you sniffing it? <laughs> Let me sniff it real quick. Everyone just take a big deep breath of this. I, well, and now I'm really thinking, I don't know what asbestos is supposed to smell like. Let me shotgun you, Dev. Okay. Well, that's the problem. It smells like nothing. <sighs> it smells like You know nothing. what? It started to show up a lot more after we would leave the puke bucket in here overnight. It did. Full. And I don't see what, I don't see how that correlates, but I mean, there's, well, a, there's multiple puke buttons in this room. Yeah. And you can see how the ceiling right above the puke bucket has taken on a weird sort of moldy... Man, jokes on me. For someone who has the vision, I should have known. <laughs> Coming in here, like I'm gonna walk out of here with some kind of disease. Oh, the, uh, yeah, that's yeah, great. that's life. You know what can you do? Well, I'm very angry. Uh, maybe we should take one more yeah, break. One more break, and I can maybe pace around outside and calm down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and call my financial advisor. All right, we'll be right back. Hi, this is Devin Field. And I'm Greg Gallant. And we are interrupting our own show to tell you to help us promote our own show. And you can do that in lots of different ways. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating. You can subscribe to the podcast. You can tweet or Instagram about the podcast. I mean, we would like you to really be our street team marketing this podcast to all of your loved ones, multi-level marketing scam style. Yeah. Now it's not a paid position, but you will gain valuable experience in the podcast promotion industry. And that can Which help. Which is really you. invaluable. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It really is invaluable. So if you want to be taken advantage of by us, 
Please help promote the First Hand Podcast. It's literally the least you could do. We're back. We're hot. Uh, we're here with Doria, the former commune uh, worker. I don't know if that's the proper uh, word. Resident. Resident. Yeah, we all work. Current artist. Name. Bohemian. Future billionaire. <sighs> I didn't know those mesothelioma settlements could pay out that heavy. Me neither, but I am taking a chunk of this stuff home and I'm going to keep huffing it. <laughs> Please. Yeah. I mean, whatever it takes. Maybe I'll huff it so I can subvert whatever the fuck Bernardo thinks is No, gonna... you'll just die faster. Okay. But you, you'll... See, this is the first you said that I'm going to die. This is the first that you mentioned no, my no, death, no, no. Bernardo. I said... I said, no, I, if you roll back your tape, my friend, okay. you will see that I said at first at 40 years old, you would get bankruptcy. You would be very That's depressed. Right. And at 45, you would get married. That's mm-hmm. right. And then your wife will leave you because she's like, fuck this guy. I can't stand this Right. Guy. Yes. Okay. Then at 47, you're going to get shot. I'm going to get <laughs> shot. Yes. For robbing a 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the store clerk shoots you. Listen, I don't, do you think I like saying this? Actually, I get me uncomfortable. I, I get uncomfortable like because there's so it. much You're gun smiling. violence. You're I smiling ear to ear. It's kind of funny if you think yeah, about it. it is okay, kind of funny. You got yeah. me, All right. You got me laughing, man. So it's not easy to make me laugh. We've got Doria and Bernardo, the vision, Frank uh-huh. Wasser. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <excuse laughs> so that, that was just, oh my God. Whoa. Oh my God! That is that is a that is a spirit talking to me. Okay. Oh my God. What's he saying? What's he saying, Bernardo? Hold on, let me. See. Damn, this could be good for your oh EP. Please let this turn me around. Oh my God! Okay, sorry. Wrong, it was the wrong number. <laughs> sorry about that, everybody. Ah, uh, bummer, Dad. Fuck. That was like if you're about to get the electric chair and they, they the, pick the up phone the phone, rings, like, but it's not the governor. It's, or it is the governor, yeah. but he didn't mean to call. Yeah. Oh, I, how do I dial out? How do I get an uh, outside line? Nine one. Uh, well, we're to, to close us out here today, we are going to share some personal private memories we have of Steve. Mm-hmm. The thing that we knew about him that no one else did. That no one else knew. Greg... What do you think? What did you know of Steve as someone who robbed his home that no one else could? Well, you know, when you rob someone's home, that's a bond. Mm-hmm. That's a bond that is deeper than any other. Oh, that's not true. I think it is true. <laughs> I think it's true. I mean, what the bandits in Home Alone and Kevin... One of the great love stories in cinema history, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I guess. Because they robbed him, or tried to. Mm-hmm. My point is, I haven't <laughs> slept <laughs> in a long time. You're fading, Greg. Mm, I'm watching you fade. I'm, I think I'm good. Okay. This might... Also, I'm growing so much hair all over me. You are, yeah. From these meds. I hope from the meds. I mean, Bernardo, can you see if these meds are going to pan out? Yeah, see how these meds are going to affect Evan. Okay. These uh, meds are going to end... Well, so he buys stock in the company that owns these meds. It goes down. Uh, And he goes bankrupt. That's how I go bankrupt? Well, I just won't do that. And I now I just won't do that. But then you do you get alternative. You get alternative. So you get two eventually. <laughs> Final if destination. If you try to, exactly, if you try to fight, if you try to fight what's coming, something else will come. This time it'll be a truck. 
So <laughs> you have to be careful, okay? My friend, what's going to happen to you is years later, they're going to find out that this type of medicine makes you into a dog. You become a dog. A duck? A dog. A dog. A dog. Oh, no, cool. you wish a duck. You kidding me? You can fly away. But this is a dog. <laughs> You're going to turn into a duck. This is this is what it is. So don't try to ah. fight it. Because if you try to fight it, you get hit by a truck. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of trucks. Okay. A lot of trucks. Wow. wow. Okay. okay. Well, well, that could be an interesting storyline for me. Yeah. Okay. Well, shall I share? Oh, oh, sorry. I didn't even share my thing. Yeah. I, so I read Steve Jobs' diary and he said he doesn't like computers. <laughs> wow, he like computers. Yeah. He had a diary in there, which I did steal because I thought it would be worth something. That's wow. That's a hot take. That's crazy. Um, he said he doesn't even like them. He thinks they're lame and for nerds. Oh, my God. Hmm. Yeah. Dev, what did you know about him? Okay, well, obviously, I helped clothe Steve for many years. Mm -hmm. You know, I gave him the shirts that he wore in so many iconic advertising campaigns and uh, keynote addresses. I mean, it's synonymous with Steve, that black turtleneck. Um, but I'll tell you something no one knows, okay? And that's that he had one turtleneck. That was fuchsia. <gasps> and that's I know. purple. I've been holding and that's sort of a purpley pink. Wow. That's and nice. and he would wear that one day a year on his birthday. Oh. And he would uh, go and dance around the hills uh outside Cupertino, California. Wow. Wearing his fuchsia turtleneck. Like a sound of music opening. Like sort a sound of, thing. of music. And he would just say, I'm so grateful. <laughs> I'm so grateful for everything I have. You seem to have really got the same side of Steve that not a lot of other people. Yeah, people, I guess that's the big thing I know is that his speaking voice was a little closer to this, but when he was really emotional. Yeah, wow. So yeah, that's what I knew about Steve. Wow. Yeah. Oh, let's go to our guest. Yes, please. Doria, you've shared with us so much, so many things I didn't know about Steve already, but. Mm. Yeah, He's you... complex, dynamic. Yeah. A yeah. supervillain, really, in yeah. a lot of ways. Shades of that, for sure, yeah. definitely. Almost a cult leader, yeah. He, I would have followed him, I'll tell you <laughs> that. Um, what I can share about Steve, um, he, he and I sat next to each other during morning meditations, mm -hmm. and, you know, for many years. And I can tell you, he's one of these guys who, during meditation... He he liked to pinky up the butt. Interesting. And so he would have me do that. Uh, he would have you do that. He would have me do that. I was huh. the one sitting next to him. Okay. He okay. said, not from a boy, not from a guy. <laughs> it had to be me. Uh, wow. And mm. did you find that empowering or? Definitely. Uh, definitely. Uh, wow. And you were so, you were hitting his his prostate gland then, I assume, not his pancreas? Oh, I hope not his pancreas. Uh, wow. I, I don't know much guy. about medicine. You put your hand inside someone's body. Huh? You put your, what, what is this guy? Calm put down, your, Bernardo. Okay, calm down. Yeah, I would never do that. No, yeah. but, no but you just said you did. Oh, I would never go inside oh. a man and touch his pancreas. No, 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 of course no, 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 not. Just of course not. Wow. And to my knowledge, Pancreas is not in the butthole. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea, but I uh, don't. There's no think way so. to know. There's no there's way to no know, way but to I, know I agree with you. And I, I, what levels of enlightenment was he able to reach in these meditations where you were stimulating him anally? Unclear. <laughs> he he was the kind of person who never shared his insights. When he did yes. have them, he would keep them to himself. Uh huh. When he wasn't having them, he would say harder, deeper. <laughs> He's sharing his insides, but not his insights. Ah, <laughs> very, Thank very you true. very much. Bernardo. Working on a tight five. Very oh, true. Yeah. 
Wow. Well, and how did how did a typical meditation session end? I guess the um, the leader would ring a chime. Uh. Steve would slap me. <laughs> <laughs> And then we would all say namaste uh, and mm-hmm. retire to our daily contributions. So wow. you you were very, I mean, Steve smiled upon you. It seems yes, like definitely. you were special. Yes. I was a chosen one. Yeah. And he always would, you know, if I wasn't sitting next to me, he'd be like, hey, you, the dirty blonde. <laughs> and, you know, call me over by what over. he thought, you know, he the, the best he could do with my name. Wow. He thought my name was diarrhea. I put a, a kibosh uh, on that. Yeah. Right. You stood up to him. That's right. How did he receive that? I was banished to the pit for four days. The pit? He dug a pit. It was the first we're hearing of the pit. So he said, I banished you to the pit, and then he dug a pit really quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't use the backhoe. Frantically dug a pit. Frantically dug a pit. And banished you into it. That's right. Uh, And how has any of that affected, uh, are you still meditating today? I love meditation. Mm -hmm. It centers me. Mm -hmm. Without a tool to quiet our demons, they will just spin out of control. You Ain't know? That and the truth. Steve is the one who taught me that because wow. he gave me the most demons to quiet. <laughs> he was the visionary. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yes. that makes sense. Yeah. Wow. What I'm, a so, gift. I'm so happy for you. Me too. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. I'm jealous, honestly. Mm-hmm. I'm jealous. All those times behind the mall, and I never was offered a chance to explore his, his asshole. <laughs> and, and I only did ever so briefly that night that I broke. That in you broke gosh. in? Yeah, he caught me. I guess I should have said that he mm-hmm. caught me when I was sneaking out, maybe around like the seven hundred thousand baseball, baseball cards. card. And he said, "I can call. We can do this the easy way, or we can do this the hard <laughs> oh way." My God. And the hard way was calling the police and getting them involved. And the easy way was me putting a pinky in his butt. Yeah, that's so him. I yeah, could just I see yes. him saying it. Wow. Yeah. Oh, special. What a special portrait. Yeah. Well, Bernardo? Yes, yes. What was, <clears throat> give us one last... You've shared so much. Yeah. Too much. <laughs> I'm irritated but, with what you've shared. But never really how he made you eat humble pie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we ever got that. <laughs> it's very simple, my friend. He took a... He took, made a pie. Oh, he said this humble, and he forced it in my mouth. Oh, okay. Wow, so that was a literal. But it was both literal, and because when I went there, I was very arrogant. I went there first thing I said, I can see the future, man. What can you do, man? You're dying, you know. Like I was, I was very arrogant and disrespectful, and he made me eat humble pie not only figuratively but also literally as wow. well. He he showed me. Let me tell you, sitting here talking to you all and thinking about him, I remember some things. Please. One thing a lot of people don't know about him is he was actually a very, he wanted to be liked, but he didn't know how to be liked. Mm-hmm. Mm. You see? Uh, and I think growing up, the way he grew up, he was insecure. So that insecurity made him angry. So towards people, he would show disrespect, but that disrespect was more because he didn't know how to interact with them. And mm. he knew that and it, it, it hurt him. That's so true. Also, he once gave me a robot. (laughs) It was a robot. He said, this for you. This for you. Take it as long as you want a robot. Okay, cool. But then it's like, like, but put your pinky in my ass. (laughs) In order to get the robot, you had to meditate with him in some way? Yeah. So, you know, that's that's what he calls it. I said, no, thanks. Not that it's a big deal putting your finger in. We're all humans. It's okay. okay, I didn't want the robot. (laughs) 
You know, I, I don't trust the robot because, you know, you said, here's the thing, a robot, it'll be friendly to you, but because you can't see the expressions of the robot's face, because they don't have expressions, you don't know if this robot likes you <laughs> or it's just being fake to you. Uh-huh. My a dog, believe it or not, is a dog, but I can't tell if a dog likes me or is being fake to me. Human, I can tell. Mm-hmm. Bird, I can tell. A mouse depends what season it is, but I might be able to tell. Robot, no one can tell, man. So you, you know? couldn't even use your vision to tell if a robot liked you or not? My friend, the only thing that a visionary cannot have access to is a robot because it doesn't have a soul. Oh, how frightening. Wow. Yeah, if it doesn't have a soul, you cannot access it, which is another thing that's scared for me. Because for me, someone that deals in the business of souls and visions and visions of the souls. This got a robot. I can't tell what yeah. this fucking yeah. guy's thinking, man. It's scary. And it's scary, man. It's really scary. Wow. But I tell you, again, the, the thing I have with him is I do think he was misunderstood. I saw the good side of him, bad side of him. We mm. all have our dark and, and our light, you know? And to it is let he who's never sinned throw a rock at someone else. Hmm. You know mm. what I'm saying? Wow. My favorite wow. book said that. Wow. Which book? The Giving Tree, isn't it? Yes, it's The Giving Tree. Yeah, yeah. It's a wonderful book. Wow. Well, this has been an incredible look. Oh, thank you. At such, it wasn't, I wasn't praising you specifically. I was praising the conversation, Bernardo. I still have my problems with you and everything you've said about me. Thank you. Um, But uh, what a time that we've had reflecting on our good buddy, Steve. Stevie. (laughs) Stevie, we miss you. Come back. We miss you. It's not the same with Tim Cook, baby. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I look at this, Devin. My hand is like, you know, I'm so in the habit of shooting our guests at the end of every episode. That's right. My hand is reaching for like a phantom gun. No, but it's not here. Thank God. Wow. I'm so healthy now. That's right. I hope. Uh, well, I guess we'd uh, toss it to the two of you. Uh, Bernardo, is there anything that you would like to promote and let the people know about? You know, <clears throat> oh, I would crying. like every. <laughs> I just want everyone to know to not hate the player. Hate the game. It's interesting. Wow. Heard it before. Okay, I didn't, I didn't say I'm a poet. I just said, this is what I'm going to go out with. This is something I okay. believe. Oh, okay. okay? So you can't sometimes, don't look at someone for what they are. Look at what made them that way. Mm-hmm. Okay? Ah. Also, stay away from the robots, man. Yeah, I swear, man. you can't trust them. You can't, man. Fucking robot. Yeah. Okay, that's it. That's all and I And that's what Bernardo wants to promote. <laughs> Bernardo, not a poet. Doria, Doria a, a poet. poet. Let's see. Great what, segue. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I do, I'm I'm a poet, but I'm going to start with a plug. Okay. Please. I do have a new series for sale. Uh, you can find me on the Venice Beach Boardwalk. Mm. I'm usually on a um, a, a poncho, a torn rain poncho with a couple chihuahuas. Um, Sounds right. And I'm doing a new series at the moment that's all collages of expired five dollars off Gelson's coupons. <laughs> And it's really, I think it's really something. Yeah, it wow. sounds like it. Um, and my poem oh. that I'll leave you with. Oh my okay. God. I didn't want to ask, but this is a treat. Look not within. Look not without. Look not for fear. Look not for doubt. For in the end, it's over, Devin. Oh. 
It's gone. Wow. It's gone. What the fuck? It's gone. She's staring so deep inside of me. Yeah. It was very beautiful. I feel like I'm getting Steve Jobs by this, by Doria right in this moment. That would be such a compliment. I am going to die when I am 47 years old. Wow. Anything to plug, Jeff? Um, uh, <laughs> come to Herald Night at UCB. Right. Yeah. Great. I guess same plug for me. Goodbye. <laughs>